Have you heard? SiriusXM's new online store has gifts for everyone on your list, just in time for the holidays. Visit SiriusXM.com slash merch to shop items from some of SiriusXM's most loved channels and podcasts. Find an ugly sweater for that upcoming holiday party, mugs for hot cocoa, cozy hoodies, and much more. And you might want to snag a tote to carry all your new presents eBay Motors is here for the ride. 120,000 miles of night drives, daily commutes, and who knows how many. Are we there yet? Through countless fixes, elbow grease, and a new radiator, you kept your ride alive. With eBay Motors, you have over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. What's up, everybody? Along with Justin Labar, I'm Jonathan Hood, and this is the Sunday edition of Busted Open, the podcast. Justin, we got a chance to talk about CM Punk and his future. Yes, we did. His promo last Monday, was it good, was it bad, and where is he going in the booking? We'll talk about it all. Speaking of the good and the bad, what about the ugly that's happening in AEW? A solid collision, but there's always stuff hovering around the company. Stuff behind the curtain seems to be more interesting than stuff in the ring. That's a problem. How can they fix it? We're with you every Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Sit back and enjoy the Sunday edition of Busted Open. You know the thing that's been trending since the last time we were together, Justin, and that is uh, CM Punk. CM Punk makes his first promo in, what, nine or ten years on Monday Night Raw. And I know that there are some people that are online that were waiting. They're like, ah, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. Here we go. CM Punk's going to come out. And all of a sudden, I hear voices in my head. Here comes Randy Orton. And some people online were like, oh, when's Punk coming out? It was smart by WWE, by the way, because they waited toward the end for people to anticipate what Punk was going to say. So as we start this thing off, what would your letter grade be for CM Punk's first time on a live on a WWE mic? I give it a B. <clears throat> and I understand that some people might think that that's grading with a friendly curve. But... I think that if you went into this promo, you know, expecting the pipe bomb on Tony Khan or innuendos of Tony Khan and AEW, you know, you're so, I'm sorry, you're mistaken. He, they can't make money. WWE can't make money off of his issues with Tony Khan or the Young Bucks or Hangman Page. Um, you know, they, they just can't. So I think, you know, what they can make money on is what is, is, is his first WWE feud, which if you listen and read between the lines of his promo and Seth Rollins promo, that's probably what it's going to be. And so I thought that him coming back, it was just, you've already got people excited. He's already, he's back. You don't, again, you don't need, there's no need to drop a pipe bomb. There's, it, it does you no value to drop a pipe bomb internally and trying to manufacture like, I said, I can't, I'm back. I don't care if the doofus son-in-law is running it. I'm back to change. Like, that doesn't do you any good because you automatically set things off on a foot that's just not, you know, you're, 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 trying, to, you're trying to get everything, you're trying to keep everything in a row, and you're trying to keep this ship interesting, but you need to keep it controlled and steered if history's taught us nothing. So I thought he came out, it, it, yes, it was generic, he's home, he's back. 
Um, but it, it was what it was supposed to be. I think also if we want to go a step deeper, if we want to go a step meta, the fact that he came back and gave that kind of promo and and and, and back in the place that he once had such, you know, vile anger toward in, in his speech, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a step of maturity. So I think I, I give it a B, but I give it a B because of intent, because he looked it sounded like in that one promo, it sounded like he's back to make money and to do business in WWE and he's gonna do so with a man named Seth Rollins and then many more, hopefully after. Okay, so this was about a B, about an average promo, but because it wasn't long, it was kind of just like him just checking off some of the things that he wanted to say, Justin. And I was just thinking, like, here's what I did not know. He says that he's home. He says that I've changed. There's a couple of things that he said there. Okay, I don't know if that's a heel or babyface promo that we saw there. Babyface, as far as the people in Nashville, they were happy to see him. Whatever he's going to say, people are going to be happy to see him. But I don't know what direction he's going in. And this is what makes him such an interesting character. Why are people into CM Punk? Because they want to hear what he wants to say. I mean, there's there's people that are listening right now that can't give you t- you know five moves that he does because it becomes irrelevant after a while, right? You want to hear what he has to say. Then you know when he gets in the ring, it's going to pay off. But I, I'm intrigued, and this is why wrestling is always interesting because wrestling to me is always why this is great i can't wait to see what happens next week and the same thing with cm punk i don't know if he's going to be on monday night raw tomorrow i'd like for him to be uh but i've also liked for him to be kept special i just thought that it was kind of homogenized and just kind of like we're just i'm here and i'm home and good to be in the wwe but what does that really mean though well, well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's he's, he's home. That's where, yeah. that's where he started. Well, and? you know, but first, well, 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 tune in next week just for elaboration. I suppose <laughs> yes, right. it's clear. Yeah. That's the thing. There's no point in giving every. I mean, he could have came out and he could have named Seth Rollins, but I mean, they got first off. You know, it's it's a weekly sh- it's a weekly show, and they got two they got two weeks they got two shows a week, and they they already advertised he's going to be on SmackDown on the next SmackDown for tribute to the troops. So, you know, they're obviously, you know, they're letting this breathe. They're going to milk this thing out. Also his match against Seth Rollins. I mean, I'm not not necessarily against it. I mean, but like we've talked about last week, they got two months until your next PLE and Royal rumble. So there's time to, there's time to stretch this out to the time, to the length of time of the promo that you, that you addressed. Part of that, I think was just, unfortunately the cards that he was dealt. I think they were running behind. I think, um, it, it did seem like from the, just the time cues of, of how things went, it did seem like the, uh, this is a little bit this, this is cutting short for what they would want to do for the thing that they're building the entire three hours uh, towards. And yes, is he a healer face? Jonathan, as you and I get to know each other, as we are on this this Sunday voyage. Yes. Together. As, as our as our wrestling relationship sets sail. Yes. May I call you Jay Hood? I feel comfortable calling yes. you Jay Hood. That's just, that's like the most natural thing. Okay. Yes. Well, you know, relationship. What can I call you? How, yeah. how, how, how can I summon you? <laughs> Jay Hood. Yeah. You're going to learn some things about me. One of the things you're going to learn, I hate the term tweener. Mm-hmm. I despise it. I look at a, I look at a wrestling locker room. I look, at, I look at a yard, and there's a fence in the middle. You're either on the heel side of the yard or you're on the face side of the yard. I don't normally like tweener, but I will say if there's ever somebody that I will uh, accept being that said word, I prefer to not even use that word, but if there's somebody I'm going to accept who's straddling the fence and leans one way or the other out of convenience, it would be a CM Punk because he of this generation, you know, they eventually leaned into it, John Cena, because of John Cena's greatness, because he's, he's a goat. But CM Punk, you lean into it because he has just an aura of unpredictability and of 
polarization. So he's one where there are some people, I mean, this is true in the locker room, right? Some people are like, oh, it's great. It's back. It's going to do business. He's going to help the company. There's others who are like, we don't need him. We didn't need him. He's too much. Is he worth the trouble? So if there's ever somebody you can have straddling the fence right now and really leave that shade of gray, it is CM Punk because I, I think the best environment for whenever he does have his first match, which again, I think will be with Seth Rollins. I think the best environment you want is half of that audience being pro punk and yes he's back he's the best in the world he's going to show it. he might even win this world title and then you have the other half that is team seth rollins singing his song we don't need see i mean that's the best environment in my mind so him leaving you wondering is he heel or face not a bad situation yeah not at all it's a great story if you don't know which side he's on. But I would agree with you that Gray's boring. You know how I know Gray's boring? Look out my window here. See that out there? See my window? It's Gray. <laughs> it's going to be Gray here until April, right? So, no, Gray is boring. But it's kind of like uh, Drew McIntyre in that way, right? Because he was able to build his way to the point where, okay, I'm going to take on Seth Rollins and I'm going to beat you for the championship. Of course, that didn't happen. But you can see the metamorphosis of a heel in Drew McIntyre where you can understand where he's coming from, but he had to be on one side or the other. You cannot just be, hey, I'm the guy that everyone loves and still go against a a baby face. It's got to be one or the other. And that's why punk is intriguing. And so I'll ask you this. Now, now that we're close to WrestleMania season and we're right around the corner, it makes me think about how the WWE will utilize CM Punk. He's not a spring chicken anymore. We saw him in AEW, and as I told you last week, I thought that they overutilized him, where it's like, man, I don't need to see you on Rampage. You don't need to be out there every week. There's no really need to it. I mean, all I want is promos to build up to a match that I'm going to pay for on pay-per-view or to go to the arena to see. I'd like to see how the WWE is going to utilize him because as we get close to WrestleMania season, do you think that CM Punk is in the same vein as you know a Goldberg they'd bring in or a Brock that they'd bring in or an Undertaker that they bring in? Or is he just there for just for WrestleMania season and see what happens? Or is he going to be a regular that we're going to see every week? That's the question I would have because to me, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is a special attraction for now, CM Punk, unless he's going to be a player in the world title situation against Seth. Which way, which, which way do you lean with that? Because with WrestleMania season, as these guys get older, we're not going to see Shawn anymore. There's no Undertaker anymore. You know, you, uh, Stone Cold Steel Austin may wrestle at WrestleMania. The Rock may be there in Philadelphia. But what about Punk? Uh, I, I mean, it's a, it's a great question. I think right now, the intent and intention is I don't think that he's as <clears throat> I don't think he's as part time as Brock is. Um, I don't think he's as part time as Goldberg was. I say was. I think Goldberg is done with WWE in terms of a wrestling standpoint. Uh, I, so I do he, think so, he's so, so he's making the house shows in Beckley, West Virginia. I uh, no, I don't think he's doing any house shows. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> no. Okay. He, 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 he's uh no, he's not making he's not making the towns. He's not making Poughkeepsie. Okay. But uh, I do think that he is a little more regular. I think to start again, I think intent. I think the intent is we we've not had CM Punk for the last decade. Look at where our roster is now. Arguably, you know, every, you know, we rave about the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era was great for unpredictability. But even if you look at the Attitude Era in terms of quality of of the in ring talent, I don't. I, 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 we. I think this might be the best roster they've ever had. Truthfully, mm-hmm. so I think you look at the roster. You're like, man, there's a lot of potential here, of money to be made, of different dynamics and scenarios. Punk is a punk straddling the fence. Punk is a true blue babyface. Punk is a, a hated heel. 
Um, I think the intent is to try to get as much as you can out of him. I agree. I don't need to see him every week, but I don't think he's going to take months off and disappear. That's the intent. But as you mentioned, he's not a spring chicken. Uh, durability was a bit of an, I mean, he, he got injured in, in AEW a few times, I believe. So, yes. you know, that's going to be, you know, how, that 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 that's going to be an all, that's going to be an X factor. It might be a situation of where, um, you know, the intent is now everything I just said, but they might get to a point where like, all right, like we need to slow if if we want to, if we want to get however many however many years of a contract he signed, you know, two three whatever. If we want to try to get CM Punk in the ring and and every one of these years, we might have to slow our roll a little bit, and that and that might call that might cause course correction. But I think right now the intent is to have him as a pretty much regular on the roster, but I don't know. He's not working house shows. He he is strictly TV and, and PLE. I think that makes sense. It makes good business sense. That's what I look at. And I know that the WWE will push the envelope with veteran wrestlers, some that look 30, but definitely in their 40s, mid-40s. You know, you look at AJ Styles and you go, that's still a young guy. I don't know. I mean, he's an older gentleman, right? I mean, you see what's happening with Kevin Owens. He's got an injury right now. So that's the thing I'm, I'm wondering about. And I'm one, also wondering about from uh, this time next year, if they still allow us to be on the air to do this, Justin, if we're still here in 2024, I don't know if you've heard anything, but if we're here, here in December of 2024, what are we saying about CM Punk? That's the thing. I like, I think that the behavior stuff is overrated in WWE because he's got that clause in his contract for behavior. He doesn't want to be off the main stage. I mean, the reason why he's even in wrestling is because he's attracted to the stage. He's a moth to the light. He wants to be on the main stage. And because of that, he's not going to rock the boat. He went, he did that in AEW with Tony Khan, a neophyte as a, as a booker and as an owner of a company. He's learning, but doesn't have the same chops as Paul Levesque, Vince McMahon, uh, Bruce Pritchard and everyone else that works in WWE. It's a difference because they've been doing this for a long time. They know how to handle talent one way or the other. So I'm thinking that this time next year, I'm wondering, is CM Punk in WWE? I think he is because I think he learned a lesson from his time in AEW. Like, you know what? I, I just have to take care of me. I just got to be a good citizen. I got to be a good teammate and then just go home. <laughs> that's, that's what I got to do. I can't change the world in WWE as you try to do in AEW. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Again, looking back at where the faults were in the past, let's let's take AEW out of it because because it, it, it really is an it's it's not apples to apples. It's apples to oranges, as you said. AEW is a totally different company. You know, new everybody's learning there. Tony yeah. himself. So I, let's just take AEW. Let's take that history aside for a second. Let's just look at his history with WWE. You know, the two things he had real had real problem with it in his departure uh, in early 2014 was again medical and creative. You know, that 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 that's what it boiled down to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the medical is exacerbated by the schedule. As I just said, and you agree, I don't think he's going to be working that kind of schedule. He, he's got more money than he did then. He's got more status than he did then. He's got the private bus. He's got the private plane, I'm sure. He's not working house shows. He's not doing that loop. So the bumps are few and are fewer. You know, he's not being sent to go do this promotional tour or promotion like he that's you know the 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 schedule's not going to be there so that that hopefully won't exasperate the medical and the medical as everything with, in sports has evolved you know drastically for the for the better in 10 years so i think the medical let's let's set that aside mm-hmm. and then creative and, and and you know Vince McMahon is not involved and it does not sound like creative is as last minute fly by let's rip up this script and do, you know that's so it seems like it's a little more consistent 
a little more streamlined, a little more thought out. We have a plan. Um, I think Paul Levesque knows how to speak to p- different people better probably than what, you know, Vince might. So I, I think, I, I think we have, I think all the things are there for a better, you know, a better run here um, for things to just be, you know, again, like I said, he doesn't have to be best friends with everybody, but like you just said, do your job and then just go home. I think that's the the best of course of action for him. But again, CM Punk can be volatile and he could feel like he's jilted at the altar. Like, Hey, what about me? And he could also feel like, Hey, this creative is not for me or they lied to me again. You and I were reminiscing about that podcast. He was on with his former friend, Colt Cabana and just all the things he just laid out there for three hours and just bearing his soul, just talking about how they did me wrong. And they, they went uh, left when they were supposed to go right on the creative, all this kind of stuff. It is a different company now, and it should be just like, all right, Punk, this is what we get, what we have for you. You can take it or leave it, because at this point, if you don't take it, uh, then you can go to MLW, go to NWA, you can go to the Indies and go to New Japan, whatever, right? You can go to those <laughs> places, because this is the last time he's going to be in the main stage. Like, you can't keep going this, this direction. Just play ball, period, right? <laughs> could, you, could you imagine sitting in a room with him and Billy Corgan? Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, the only respect they have is they're both Chicagoans, but that could be there's there's Billy Corrigan in his summer scarf and hat, right? In <laughs> July. And there he is there <laughs> trying to explain to Punk, well, here's what we want to do. We want you to want you to go down to EC three, right? We need you we need him to be able to be the get you know, a big contender, our champion, so thumbs down. Now you two work it out. What? huh that's not happening what no i don't see those two those two back and forth no billy's like i'm not giving i'm not giving money to living color for cults of personality (laughs) you can use a pumpkin song yeah he goes we'll play it for you and 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 it's not the same. Sorry, oh. Billy. <laughs> Can you imagine? The UFC is on Sirius XM. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my oh goodness. My God. You can now listen to all the action from UFC Fight Nights and pay-per-view cards on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Fight. Hear every knockout submission and unforgettable moment live and in real time. Oh, no, right. Down goes the champion. The UFC is on your home for combat sports. Serious XM Fight Nation Channel 156 and on the SXM app. If you don't know, now you know. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League on Prize Picks. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Prize Picks is so easy that our very own Tommy Dreamer uses it all the time. Go to prizepix.com slash busted and use code busted for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash busted and use code busted. Daily fantasy sports made easy. In Erie, Pennsylvania, it happened last night, AW Collision. We knew that Danielson and Kingston would deliver. That was as close as an A. 
a match that you could find, Justin, because two veterans, they've been there and done that before. You knew it was going to be physical. We just wondered about the eye of Danielson. You're out there with a patch. Eddie Kingston's like, okay, yeah, you got your cold open. I don't care. Well, do you care that you lost again? Uh, Now 0-2 in this Continental uh, Classic, the Blue League. Yeah, I don't know where Eddie Kingston goes from here, but just talking about this match, this was a really good match, uh, arguably one of the best matches I saw all week uh, on on TV. Um, I, I loved it. it. They, you know, they they kind of slow burned it the way they got into it. I mean, that the the the, the, ma- the final the final five minutes of that match, especially, just they they were they had risen to a level of intensity. Um, some of the chops that were being delivered, you know, there, there was just like a hollow sound. I think there's one Kingston hit. Brian's chest and it just sounded like there was nothing left inside of Brian's chest. It, it was um it was a physical match. It was a good story, very very entertaining. Uh, I can't get out of my mind what you said last week and I've let it sit all week and you're exactly right as I've watched now uh yesterday and then last Wednesday's um uh, tournament matches. This is this is a tournament for Dan- for for Brian Danielson. That's what this is. You're exactly right. That's yeah. what this is all about. This is the Danielson Invitational. This is what yes. it is. That's what it is, Justin. I mean, that's exactly. I mean, he's not going to do the G one. I think in the back of his mind, it hurts him that he's not young enough or healthy enough to get through a G one because the uh, Danielson loved Japan, all Japan, New Japan, all those years. I'm sure that he wished that he could be able to do that, but he just can't. He just can't function. But in this, it's controlled environment. I know that he's behind it, and and Tony Khan's behind it, so it's great. Uh, I have no problem with that. I like the Continental Classic. I just I wonder about the timing of it. I mean, there's open spots in the calendar to do this if they wanted to, but this is fine. What I'm getting is what I came to the television to watch. I get pro wrestling, and I get a purpose. Right? They're trying to get to this championship, and that's fine because that's this is what AEW does best in ring performances. That's what they do. And so I, I have no problem with this. And, and I'll go a step further. I haven't talked to you about this. More times than not, is it just me or is Collision better than Dynamite? I feel like I'm watching two different shows. Like the way Collision is, did you, did you watch the ebb and flow of Collision, how leisurely it was? Here's a promo with John Moxley on the steps and here's a, you know, here's a enhancement match. But it leads into a promo, and they're building on something else. Like for me, I, I know that it's not Excalibur, and I know it's Shiv- Tony Schiavone. I know that's Tony on the mic, but I just feel like it's a different show. Sometimes better, just the way it's laid out. What do you think? No, I would agree with a lot of that. I think what happens with Dynamite is they just try to cram so much in there. You know, to steal to, to steal an expression. That my, uh, my my colleague on Wednesday nights on the podcast, uh, former WWE referee Jimmy Corderas would say, it, it they're they're trying to cram twenty pounds of potatoes in a ten pound bag. Um, there's just so much to the point of where it, it's like they overbook segments to the point of where I, f- I, I, you don't let certain things breathe, or I've forgotten about something that happened earlier in the segment that I was supposed to remember because you threw so much at me. Mm-hmm. I agree. When you watch Collision, there is a a, a leisure. It's a good word. There's a more leisurely stroll to it to where i'm still yeah you're still getting me matches i'm getting some promos i'm seeing a, a lot of a lot of uh, talent on the screen which is good but it's not overwhelming um now that's not to say necessarily that it's it, it doesn't have it's not the show it's still the secondary show it's not it does not have the headlines and the storyline mm-hmm. you know that you know that that dynamite has you know, you know where we're, we're have mgf and you know, the devil and all this stuff but but in terms of just watching a wrestling show start to finish and consuming it Collision is enjoyable, and if you're going in looking for good bell-to-bell action, 
You're going to get it on Collision, absolutely. I can make the argument. I saw two A, a matches on Saturday night. How how is that? Usually, get if you get one, you're lucky. You get some B plus matches. Like I thought, Raw Nashville. I got a bunch of C matches because they're just building stories off the pay per view. I get that, but just like Claudio and Brody King was fantastic. Like it, as I told you before, I love to see Brody on a singles run for a championship. I just think that look. I just think that his power is is really strong. And then for Brody to defeat Claudio Castagnoli, hats yes. off to Claudio, right? Because I mean, he's won his share of matches, but this elevates Brody King. I'm a big fan, be only because it's different, Justin. It's not the same old, same old. Like nothing against guys that flip over the top rope. And that's nothing against the athleticism. But damn it, man! You sometimes you just gotta have a bruiser in there to kick someone's ass. And that's who Brody King is. And I just, I would love for him to have a singles run because it just brings something different to the table that we have not seen AEW in a while. Yes, I, I, I too am a fan of Brody King. Uh, I love the look. You know, I'm always big on the airport test. I'm always big on can you, can you dress and act like this person for Halloween? Uh, if, you, if, if, they haven't, if they have enough physical distinction and features and look and have certain mannerisms and things they do, you could be them for Halloween. And that's not always a size thing. You, know, you could yeah. be, you know, to, to, Tony Storm would be a great Halloween costume. Yes. Um, you know, to, to act like her and talk like her and, and, and what and, inter, and interact with people at a Halloween party. Brody King passed that airport, passed that Halloween test. He's got great size, great look. I don't know about you. I, you know, there, there, there wasn't a, a Vegas line on this match that I'm aware of, but when Brody beat Claudio, I, I took that as an upset. I did too. I was surprised. You know? I was surprised. As much as I want Brody King to win that match, and like, ah, uh, you know, a lot of uh, near falls, a lot of power, but yeah, Claudio's got it because he's in the stronger. Uh, I was going to say he's in the stronger faction. I think I could say that. Yeah, Blackpool Combat Club is stronger than House of Black. Can I say the, that? The, I think so. The, the, the Blackpool Combat Club's faction has more credibility in terms of what they've done. Uh, I think is the way to put it. I think that's fair. But that's starting to sway. Fair. That that is that is starting to sway. Uh, I think. I, I think. I think House of Blacks. You know, they can start to pick up some momentum here, especially when you factor in Julia Hart to this. They had a good night last night overall because they were at the end there taking care of FTR, and so I I love to see House of Black though the. Um, that's that take on FTR. That's good too. So they, you know what? That was good too. House of Black defeated Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel, the two veterans. And so that's great. But I thought I saw two A matches and a very good, and what a surprise, Alita Lowe against Daniel Garcia. Yeah, no blank. It was going to be a good match. And so that was as close to uh, an A minus to a B plus match as it was. So, I mean, here's the thing. You and I on our platforms never complain about the in-ring. Yeah, you may not like the build, but as I always say, once you get it in the ring, more times than not, it's going to deliver. And AEW in the ring, if you want your, your hot wrestling action, you get it with them. And you got it Saturday night. You, you did. Um, Andrade and Daniel Garcia, also a good match. I, have, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if I'm so – and I lo- look, I love me some Lana or CJ Perry, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm crazy about her pairing with El Idolo and that's her client, especially when her husband's right there. I, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm yet on the board, but if that we'll, we can do that later. Uh, but a very good match. But as you said, you're right. We'll never complain about the good X's and O's bell-to-bell wrestling. But what I will throw out there is good bell-to-bell wrestling – does not always translate into drawing new fans. That's right. That's and that's that is my you know I will sit back and enjoy this good wrestling, but that's where my issue. If if I have to take an issue, if I have to, if I have to, that's where I take with this Continental Classic. 
is you have a tournament that's not even single elimination. It's round robin. So I have the same 12 guys that are going to be in a combination of matches. So now all of a sudden, you're handcuffing in a certain amount of your TV time to where it's got to be these same 12 guys we got to see for X amount of weeks. And that doesn't that and then a point system that does not draw new viewers and new eyes. That is not the kind of you know it's it's that's like you know you know the, the, this, this tournament's like the playoffs of, of of a sports league. And if you haven't been watching the regular season, if you don't know, if you don't have your wagon hitched to a particular team, a particular roster, you have nothing invested to see them win. So that's my one thing is that, is that at a time where we're watching attendance numbers and things trend in the wrong direction for AEW. This kind of tournament is not attractive to get to 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 drawing new eyes. That's that's my thing. Okay. But to the audience you do have, yeah, you're giving us you're, you're guaranteeing us we're going to get a combination of twelve guys and a lot of fun, really good matches. Okay, now watch this. Do you enjoy it, Justin? The the Continental yep. Classic. Uh, yeah, okay. for what it is. Yep, and so do I, and that's what counts. That's what matters. But we're already right watching the show. No, no, no. What? No, well, we have to. Uh, but <laughs> oh yeah, there's that. But. They, they didn't have the. Sh- they don't have the show on in the bar, so we have to watch it. So, so we, <laughs> could you turn on I'm gonna, that? I'm gonna try. I'm, oh, I'm gonna try that next Saturday. I'm gonna go find. <laughs> go find. Uh, I'm gonna go head down to the Monkey Bar here near down the street from me, and uh, we're gonna have some AEW Collision on a wrestling. <laughs> the the point is, is that as long as you and I enjoy it, that's fine. I think that that's the thing. Yeah. Now, of course, the conversation goes small, like, hey, do I enjoy what I'm watching? Yes, I do. I enjoy AEW wrestling, the in-ring, and so do you, because we're both wrestling fans. Then the conversation opens up is, does everyone enjoy it? Does that mean that more people will be in attendance to see it? And does that help television numbers and all that kind of stuff? Well, that's a separate conversation. And I think that there's where we're going coming up next, because as great as we thought that collision was, and I thought, again, two or three matches uh, were fantastic. The the whole thing's great. I, the only thing I question, as I mentioned, is the timing of this, because you have a pay-per-view on the 30th you have to sell, right? That's the whole thing. But, hey, you know, they're doing business the way they want to do business. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. We talked about what we liked about uh, Collision. Again, two, arguably three, you know, almost A-plus matches because it's the Connell Classic. The, what I would consider the Brian Danielson Invitational. Like, I, he can't go to G1, so he's going to provide this for everybody. And again, why do we cover wrestling? Why do we watch it? Because we like the in-ring. We also like story. So here's a story for you regarding AEW that we got to talk about. And we saw this all week, Justin, regarding uh, the comments of Britt Baker. So let's. I don't have that tweet up, but I just know that she was talking about the mic time that was given, the promo time on Dynamite, and then uh, Britt Baker not giving time as well, correct? Correct. And in the tweet, she mentions the amount of minutes that Christian Cage had a live promo time, and I want to say she may have also mentioned MJF, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that yeah, that was uh, that was the tweet uh, read around the world. The, the the whole you know setup is is that she's saying that she hasn't been on a live mic 
all year. As a matter of fact, I have it here three days ago. MJF live promo time, seven minutes. Christian Cage live promo time, 10 minutes. All of 2023 on Dynamite. Britt Baker live promo time, zero minutes. 9.1, the 9,100 likes on that tweet that she had. Okay. Let's unpack that just for a second. And this is when we talk about the good and the questionable about this company. You ready for story time with Jonathan Hood, baby? Here's story time with Jonathan Hood, baby. Now, once upon a time when Eric Bischoff took over WCW, WCW was undesirable. I know, look, I watched it because growing up watching the NWA and watching Mid-Atlantic Wrestling and watching the stuff from Atlanta, you know, it was really compelling wrestling because it was led by the Horsemen, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA. And for those of you listening in the Mid-Atlantic area and those NWA fans in Georgia and all that same area, you know how special that was. But then the old home team, NWA, turned into WCW, and there was up and down, and it was just so many different bosses. Here comes Bill Watts trying to book it like it's 1979, Kip Allen Fry, and all these guys that thought they knew wrestling, and they were putting WCW in the toilet. Then here comes Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff comes over, and he tries to reimagine the company. When Eric Bischoff first took over, it was great that he was able to get Hulk Hogan, Justin, but Hogan was not over immediately. People think that, oh, when he was there, he turned business. No, he did not. He was being fed the one-man gang in Kamala and, like, the, the, the Kevin Sullivan staple, stable. It sucked. It was bad. And then, of course, here comes Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, and, of course, the rest is history. The, the organization was better. My point is is that business does not necessarily take off right away. Sometimes you got to go through some growing pains. It's odd in 2023 for us to talk about AEW, for them to draw over 80,000 people in London but yet have internal issues. I think that that says something, doesn't it? I mean, this is the highest of the high, the greatest wrestling crowd we've ever seen, 80,000 people plus, but yet – there are issues internally. Well, first off, I think, you know, this, 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 you know, I would have said this a year ago or, or longer. The company signs too many damn talents. There are too many people under contract. And then we have a second brand that we also, an ROH, that we also have to, you know, be mindful of, that Tony has to be mindful of and book and this and that. Uh, I, I think the first of all, there's too many, there's too many talents. So that's, so that, that, that's already a problem right there. Just, you know, how many talents do you need? How much TV time do you have to go around? Um, you know, th- th- there's that first. Um, cause I, cause I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that's, that's, you're right. You're drawing that kind of a, a house in London and, but, but yet, you know, now I do think AEW is a looser ship. It is a lot more relaxed, obviously. Um, I say that because, I'm sure there are people at times in WWE who might feel something that they might want to tweet something like this, but WWE again just runs a stricter ship overall, a tighter ship, and, and, and there's and there's policies and more procedures in place as it regards to social media and 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 talking about your booking, complaining about your booking. Um, you know, I, I think the fact that it seems like Tony is on a lot. It's, it sounds like it feels like Tony Khan is on a, is on a much more even level with this talent in terms of how he interacts and how he engages. I, you know, I don't know how much separation as he's the boss there is. I don't know what that feeling is, you know, and then I don't know what past incidents when you see the stuff that's going on in press scrums and, and, and the problems that have gone on. I don't know what that does to Tony's image to his wrestlers in terms of how uh, authoritative he comes off. These are all things I'm questioning because obviously we're not there. So we can't, but these are all just things that make me question 
are these factors that play in to to what to what's going on there um to brit's tweet i like people believing in themselves i like people believing in their brand i like people speaking up for themselves i think the biggest issue that that you take or that i take at least with the tweet is you're, you're you're including names of other talent you're including the world champion you're including the tnt you're including two guys who are who are two of the hottest things on the tv show right now you're highlighting their minutes then in front of how you have no minutes i, I think if the tweet goes out about wanting more promo time or something like that but doesn't but says nothing about any other but doesn't name any other wrestler i don't think it's as big of a deal of a tweet or i don't or i don't think the tweet the tweet might be a big deal but i don't think it has as much controversy behind it but i think it's you don't mention two top guys i think that's where the issue comes justin there are no there's not enough checks and balances in AEW. i think that's pretty clear yes it's not the wwe it doesn't have to be but at some point you have to be able to take the reins as a leader and tony khan is not doing enough of that I think that's pretty clear. Like the only thing you get from WWE talent at times is I would like my release. That's that's what you get. Like the business comes out on spills over on social media. I would like my release. We saw this from Mustafa Ali and others. I would like to have my release from the company. And but when it comes to Britt Baker in particular, where she's saying pretty much I'm not getting any live promo time. It's not like she hasn't had promo time. She's been in the back with Renee, but she's had promo time. I can understand the frustration, but there is a way to communicate instead of being able to put it on Instagram or Twitter. And I think that from Tony Khan's standpoint, you have to be able to draw that line and say, if you have a problem, come to my door and let's talk about it instead of just putting it out there. Because the thing is, is that since you've gone through CM Punk, you've had other issues. Okay, I told you that WCW story just to say that sometimes, Justin, when you're a brand new company, you go through growing pains. And WCW went through those same growing pains early under Bischoff until things started to turn around i don't know what people expected from AEW. they expected an alternative but i didn't expect them to be on the same level as wwe because they're not they're not because they're a young company there's still room to grow but what i'm saying is is that if you want more growth you have to take your company by the balls and cut out this nonsense you can't have this right with cm punk is all the stuff behind the scenes the behind the scenes stuff was more important and seemed more interesting than the in-ring and you can't have that the focus has to be on the on the in-ring product from jade cargill no longer part of the company from cody having to leave probably didn't want to but he left because he saw a change in the company qt marshall the comments he made on socials like yeah this place is turning into new japan that's not what i signed up for the right hand man pretty much for tony khan at times no longer with the company brian pillman jr you don't think he's a good talent and now he's over in nxt what i'm saying is is that every company goes through growing pains but i think that if you want to be able to pull the nose up on this company tony khan has to assert his authority more you can't be friends with the boys you can't. You have to be the leader. And that's something that has to happen more often if this company is going to be sustainable. Yeah, I mean, Tony Khan comes off as a very nice guy. Like a, a, He comes off as like a nice human being. And I think that's great. We need, we need more nice human beings and we need more positive in the world. But in pro wrestling, that, that, that could be a problem. <laughs> and, and it's also a problem. If you're going to have, if you're gonna have a lot of internal issues uh, and you don't even make money from them, like all that stuff with Paul, they didn't even get, they didn't even get anything in the ring to make money off the problems with him and yes. all that stuff. Um, and, but I want to go back one more thing with Britt though. Cause I, I do want to, like I said, you know, pr- you know, the, the, the tweet, the tweet hits wrong to people when you mention two top guys at MJF and Christian. Uh, but I, I believe in b- believing in yourself and, and believing in your brand and, and trying to stand up. I will say one thing that n- I haven't heard anybody else say 
that is unique to Brit and Brit alone. Nobody else can say this. From Brit's perspective, when they announced All Elite Wrestling at that press conference in Jacksonville, however many years ago now that it was, she was the she was the new the new female signing they brought out and brought her out to the podium. And so from her perspective, I mean, it, so it's kind of like if she was she's kind of like the first woman of AEW from from a roster standpoint. So I just think put that in your mind and put that from her from her perspective. I'm curious to like, you know, wh- I, I'm, I, I'd love to know how, you know, what in her mind she thought the booking would be and then what it's been in comparison. You know, that's that's just one perspective that I'm I want to throw out there that I haven't heard anybody else say is that, that, that no other woman can claim that perspective but her that she was the first woman touted out at the foundation of the company. Then that's and that's I'm just going to say that because that's something again that I think is relevant to think about a person's mindset. It is true. However, you know that there's ebbs and flows in the business, and I'm sure that there's a, a, a percentage of the locker room that's frustrated that they can't get on TV, or they have no TV time, or they don't have mic time. Well, I mean, it's it, here's the thing: when you are a good booker, you can find a way to get a number of them on TV, but you can't get everybody on TV. You just can't. I mean, but you, you, whether it's ROH, whether it's Rampage, Dynamite, or Collision, you would think there'd be room for everyone to eat, and it's still not because you still got to tell stories. Someone's going to be left on the cutting room floor, not forever, but at times. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. NBA in-season tournament is rolling into Las Vegas, and it's all or nothing for the four last teams standing. It's winner go home. The stakes are high. The lights are bright. Because the first ever NBA Cup is within reach. Now that's what I'm talking about. This is NBA basketball at its highest level. Who's ready to grab it? The stakes are the highest. This is what we've been waiting for. Don't miss the NBA in-season tournament semifinals this Thursday on ESPN and TNT. En Toyota nos preguntamos, ¿qué prefieres estas fiestas? ¿Árbol dorado? Rojo y verde. ¿Cenamos pavo? Tamales. ¿Regalos a medianoche? Mejor a la mañana. Ok. ¿Y para el auto nuevo? Pensaba en un Corolla, Corolla negro, negro y, y con asientos deportivos. Todos prefieren un Toyota. Ven por tu favorito al Toyota Ton. Las ofertas terminan el 5 de diciembre. Toyota, vayamos juntos. Las ofertas están sujetas a cambios a lo largo de Toyota Ton que termina el 2 de enero. Las ofertas actuales terminan el 5 de diciembre. El inventario puede variar. Visita tu concesionario Toyota participante.